Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Hares. This is the podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice as we look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Folks, I have had a busy week, a productive week, got a lot of things accomplished on my to-do list. You know, I have to start out every week doing a to-do list. Because if not, I am aimless and my attention deficit just goes off the rails. So I have to start that list and I have to start attacking that list. And so I attacked that list like it was nobody's business this week. But today we're going to look at WrestleMania 4 from the WWF. WrestleMania 4 was shown on pay-per-view on March the 27th, 1988 from the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, New Jersey. There were 19,199 in attendance. And as we previously mentioned, this is round three of the WWF and Jim Crockett promotions fight. And we talked about on the last episode that the Clash of the Champions won was really a show counter-programmed against this pay-per-view that hurt it. It It hurt it in a lot of ways. And as a result, I think this... WrestleMania gets a bad rap. People are like, oh, the tournament was boring. It dragged. It went on too long. To me, this is as a a Twitter guy that I follow. We follow each other. uh, Giovanni Giorgio Peluso of the Get It On podcast does a lot of stuff with the Adam Carolla show and the Loveline Archives, which is his passion project. He is very passionate about the Loveline archives and making sure that is all it is all properly digitized and archived properly. But he does that and he does the Pod Gods podcast, which is I'm a big fan of. And he always talks about different things, different shows, different TV shows, different movies, maybe different video games being like a comfortable shoe. You can just go to it and it makes you feel better. WrestleMania 4 is that to me, no matter how many times I used to rent it from Blockbuster or when later on when they did the reissue in the late 90s of the first 14 or 15 WrestleManias, you can buy them separately. I bought this show. And anytime I was feeling bad or just not feeling my great greatest, I put the show on and it was just like being welcomed by an old friend. So, to me, this is the old comfortable shoe of wrestling shows. We go to our opening credits. We open up on a live shot of the plaza. Mean Gene Oakland is in the ring to welcome us to WrestleMania. Then he introduces Gladys Knight to sing America the Beautiful. And Gladys does a great job. Much better than Rockin' Robin coming up in WrestleMania 5. We go up top to Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, and returning celebrity guest, Bob Euchre, as the trophy comes down for the Invitational Battle Royal. Your participants are Bret Hart, 
Jim Neidhart, Bad News Brown, Sam Houston, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, Ken Patera, Ron Bass, Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zukov, Jim Powers, Paul Roma, The Junkyard Dog, B. Brian Blair, Jumping Jim Brunzel, Sika, Danny Davis, Hillbilly Jim, Harley Race, and George Steele, who never gets into the ring. We start out with Forearm Cities, as just the forearms are just being thrown. George Steele is a waste here. If you can't get in for whatever reason, then you shouldn't be out there. He pulls Jim Neidhart out, so I'm guessing he fulfills his duty. Guys start to slowly get thrown out. It goes down to it gets down to JYD, Bad News Brown, and Bret Hart. JYD shows some of his old spark, but he gets double teamed and eliminated. Bad News and Bret Hart seem to have struck a deal, but Bad News double crosses Hart and eliminates him. Bad News Brown is your winner, but Hart comes back in, attacks Bad News, and destroys the trophy. Bob Euchre bails, though, out of the broadcast booth to go find Vanna White. He has made it his mission in life on that day to find Vanna White. Howard Finkel then explains the rules to everyone over the house mic, but you can't hear him. He then brings out Robin Leach to read a proclamation. We go to our first round of the tournament. Jesse and Gorilla go over the rules. Jim Duggan versus Ted DiBiase with Virgil and Andre the Giant. DiBiase stalls. Duggan is at his goofiest here. Duggan controls early. DiBiase regains. They then go back and forth. Duggan goes for the three-point stance, but Andre interferes and hits Duggan, and DiBiase gets the pin. Mean Gene then interviews Brutus Beefcake. He says that the Honky Tonk Man won't forget him, and he is going to be the new Intercontinental Champion, and if Jimmy Hart interferes, he'll get a snip. Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin versus Don Morocco with superstar Billy Graham. It's music dub city to begin with because on the original broadcast, they come out to an instrumental version that is very close to Jesus Christ Superstar. Bravo comes out hot, but Morocco comes back. Bravo wants to finish it early. Bravo hits a pile driver, but can't get the pin. Morocco comes back. The referee gets bumped because Bravo pulls him into Morocco, and Bravo gets disqualified. Bob Euchre interviews the Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart. They say they're going to take care of Brutus Beefcake and not get their hair cut. Greg Valentine versus Ricky Steamboat, who comes down with his son, who is an infant. As usual with Valentine matches, Gorilla works in that, that it takes Valentine 15 minutes to get warmed up. So if you're drinking at home, take a drink. Steamboat goes for a quick win. Valentine takes over. Gorilla gives Jesse an anatomy lesson here about the bump in the back of of the head, the lower occipital protuberance, if you will. They show Donald Trump in the crowd. They slug it out. Back and forth. The chop house opens, this time by Valentine. Valentine goes for the figure four. Shades of his former tag team partner, Ric Flair. Steamboat blocks. Steamboat goes up top, hits a crossbody. Valentine counters it and gets the pin. Now, I saw on Twitter this week at Cup of Joe Pod, if you are interested in giving me a follow, that there's an interesting test or interesting thing that you can do is go on cage match or whatever platform has wrestling results and 
Find out who Ric Flair was wrestling on the day that you were born. And Ric Flair was wrestling as the tag team champion with Greg Valentine as his partner against Ricky Steamboat and Wahoo McDaniel on the day that I was born. So just a crazy little aside there for you. Mean Gene then interviews Coco Beware and the British Bulldogs with Matilda. They say she's been in training and is now a certified weasel dog. Butch Reed with Slick versus Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth. Savage is easily the second most over person here. Outfit number one for the duo is blue. Jesse reminds everyone that he's been on the macho bandwagon a lot longer than anyone. Reed attacks early and hard. Savage gets pummeled outside. Savage comes back. Reed gets distracted by Liz. Savage slams him and hits the elbow for the pin. Bob Euchre interviews the Islanders and Bobby Heenan. This is a classic exchange here. The brain is so quick with his quips talking about all the votes that Euchre got to get in the Hall of Fame and he would have gotten more, but he ran out of stamps. Heenan says he has a surprise coming up for his match. The one-man gang with Slick versus Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdinck. Gang hits early. Bigelow comes back. Slick pulls the rope down as Bigelow goes forward and he falls out of the ring and gets counted out. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. This is a classic Hogan interview that I'm going to read to you. I'm not going to do a Hulk Hogan impersonation. Although back in the day, I could do a really good Hulk Hogan impersonation, but too many years and too much mileage on my vocal cords. Mean Gene says, all right, over the last couple of months, it has been very difficult for me to introduce this man without using World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan here at WrestleMania 4 this afternoon. You've got the opportunity to change that. Oh, yeah, it's been hard to live with, man. Fee, fi, fo, fum, Andre. One long year, and your time has come, man. No marks, no scars, no blemishes on the Hulkster, brother. But inside, man, I've been scarred for one long year. Everywhere I go, man, all the little Hulksters ask me, is there any truth to the fact that there was a controversial count Hulkster? Did you really get him over your head? Did you really beat the giant? Well, today, man, at WrestleMania 4, we're going to wipe all that controversy out, Andre the Giant. In the second round, when you're fresh as a daisy with the whole world watching, I'm going to prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. And all my Hulkamaniacs, they're going to feel it too. Mean Gene. Speaking of the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, we have seen them here in Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around the world. Yes, but if you look in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little hulksters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line's going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall into the ocean floor and I pin them, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniac. But as Donald Trump hangs on to the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, they, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. Now, I don't get political here, but I have no proof that Donald Trump is, in fact, a Hulkamaniac. I'll leave that to the political pundits. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. Now, does Donald Trump know how to dog paddle? Someone needs to ask the president this. But Donald, if something happens, if you run out of gas, 
and all those little Hulkamaniacs. Just hang on to the largest back in the world, and it'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Now, if we're hanging on to the largest back on the earth, wouldn't it be a bad idea to backstroke all of us to safety? Wouldn't that mean that most of us would drown? I don't think Hulkster thought this out before he's just spouting out the wisdom of what he's going to do. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment behind it, but anyway, it's not rocket surgery. Donald Trump is shown signing an autograph. Then we go to Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan versus Jake Roberts. Jesse mentioned Rick Rude winning the Jesse the Body Award, so take a drink for all you counting at home. Rude comes and does some mic work to begin with. Jake comes to the ring looking focused. This is right before their feud begins. This is a clunky match to me. Lots of rest holes. The match finally ends in a time limit draw. Jake brings out Damien. Now there's a great story here that Jake Roberts tells that he heard from Marla Marla Maples, Donald Trump's second wife. She says that Jake comes over and brought Damien over to where Donald Trump and his first wife, Ivana, are sitting front row ringside. And Ivana hates the snake. She doesn't want to have anything to do with the snake. And later on, she tells the bodyguard that you should have you should have shot the blanking snake. Although, you know, the words she said and it wasn't blanking. I have to tell you, I am team Ivana here. I am all for this. I hate snakes too. I'm with you, Ivana. I hate snakes. When I was in the ninth grade, last couple of weeks of school, we had end of grade tests and we had the test in the morning. And if you got permission, you can go home in the afternoons. So I went home in the afternoons. I'm there reading a book and my mother calls me and tells me to go outside and mow the grass. So I head outside, we have a front door that I open, it opens to the inside, and then we have a screen door that opens to the outside. I'm stepping out, and as I open the screen door, something falls on my shoulder. It is the back end, the tail end of a black snake, a long, about six foot black snake. And then the tail slowly curls around my neck. Now, I don't know why, but I was not concerned with this. I was thinking very clearly. I just calmly walk forward. And the tail slowly drops off. And the head of the snake got caught in the screen door. At that point, I lost my mind and ran next door to my neighbor's house and the neighbor kills the snake. So Ivana, I am with you. I hate snakes as well. And he should have shot the snake. Mean Gene and Vanna White update the tournament bracket. Vanna says she does not know who Bob Euchre is. It's supposed to be funny. I'll leave you to decide that. Then we go to Hercules with Bobby Heenan versus the ultimate warrior. They talk about the warrior snapping the chain at Hercules. This is a pure power match. Hercules finally gets the warrior down after three clotheslines. They both go outside. They just potato each other, just hit each other with some stiff chops. 
Hercules gets the full Nelson on and they both go down, but Warrior gets his shoulder up before the three count to win. Hercules attacks with the chain, but Warrior gets it and swings it around. We then go to our giant Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant feud recap before going to the second round of the tournament. Andre the Giant with Ted DiBiase and Virgil versus Hulk Hogan. Hogan is by far the most popular wrestler there that day. Andre attacks before the bell. Hogan fights back and gets Andre and DiBiase. He finally is able to knock Andre down. Andre gets Hogan down and punishes him. He keeps choking Hogan for four counts. Hogan chant goes out as he hulks up. He hits Andre and goes to slam him. DiBiase comes in with a chair. Hogan gets rid of him. Hogan and Andre then both use the chair against each other and both get disqualified. Hogan chases DiBiase and Virgil. Virgil gets suplexed outside with one of the worst looking suplexes ever from Hulk Hogan. Hogan comes back in and slams Andre and Hogan must pose. Jesse is irate that Hogan and Andre both get disqualified yet Hogan is posing like he won. He won't let it go. He says he can pose just like Hogan. And Jesse Ventura is a man of his word. Mean Gene interviews Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Savage says Hogan was cheated. He then said nothing's going to stop him now. Don Morocco with superstar Billy Graham versus Ted DiBiase, who was alone as a result of the last match. Morocco attacks before the bell and looks really good early, but can't seal the deal. DiBiase bails out, but superstar Graham goes after him. Morocco tries to pull DiBiase from his corner, but he gets slingshot into the corner. DiBiase takes over. He punishes Morocco. He misses the backward elbow from the second rope, though. He eventually gets a stun gun maneuver for the pin. He goes straight into the finals as a result of the double disqualification. Bob Euchre is still looking for Vanna, but gets Mr. Fuji in demolition instead, so I would say that Bob got the short end of that stick. They say strike force is going down through brutal contact. The one-man gang then receives his bye to the next round. Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart. Outfit combo number two for the duo is pink. Savage comes out hot as Valentine does a Ric Flair-like sell job. Valentine comes back. He hits a shoulder breaker for a two count. Throws Savage out. Follows him and they brawl outside. Valentine is dictating the match and Savage also sells well. Valentine goes for the figure four, but Savage gets to the ropes. Savage comes back and goes for a pin, but Jimmy Hart distracts Savage. Savage gets the suplex. Goes for a double axe handle, but Valentine gets up and they nail each other. Valentine goes for the figure four, but Savage gets a small package for the win. Vanna and Mean Gene then update the tournament board. WWF Intercontinental Championship match. The Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue versus Brutus Beefcake. They start out slow. Jesse gives his WrestleMania fan with greeting. Beefcake hits an atomic drop. He messes up Honky Tonk Man's hair. Beefcake is dominating early. Honky Tonk Man takes a breather. Back and forth. Peggy Sue is enthusiastic. Honky Tonk Man takes over. Softening Beefcake up for the shake, rattle, and roll, but Beefcake grabs the rope. 
He then gets the sleeper on. Hart gets onto the apron and knocks out the referee with the megaphone. Hart then grabs the bag with the clippers in it. He climbs under the ring. Beefcake gets the scissors and cuts Hart's hair. Peggy Sue gets a water pitcher and wakes up Honky Tonk Man. Beefcake wins by disqualification. Bob Uecker interviews Andre the Giant. He said he was paid to get Hogan out of the tournament. He then wraps his hands around Uecker's throat in a classic visual that is still played today on WWE videos. The Islanders, Haku and Tama, and Bobby Heenan versus the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, and Coco Beware with Matilda and Frankie. This match came about because the Islanders had dog-napped Matilda. Heenan comes in with the dog handler's outfit on. Dynamite starts out quick against Tama, and the mat is still wet from where Peggy Sue dumped water on the honky-tonk man, and for a minute I thought Matilda had peed on the mat. It wouldn't have surprised me. Haku comes in and Jesse puts him and his thrust kick over as usual. Some, tra- some chain wrestling. Power moves by Davy Boy. Coco comes in with some big moves. Jesse says Heenan looks like a Chinaman. Yikes. I'm just shaking my head at that. That would not fly today, but it is what it is. The Bulldogs and Coco are dominating for the most part. The Islanders come back. I think Coco loses a tooth at one point and Gorilla agrees with me. The Islanders slam Coco and slam Heenan on top of him for the pin. Matilda half-heartedly chases Heenan after the match. This is why you never work with children and animals. Howard Finkel then introduces Jesse to the big to a big pop, and he can pose too. Gorilla tells him to take two steps forward, and he'll be out of everything: wrestling, acting, commentating. Ted DiBiase then gets his bye into the fa- finals, and we go to our third round of the tournament. The one-man gang with Slick versus Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth. This round's color for the duo is black. Back and forth to start. Savage clothesline one-man gang to the ropes. One-man gang comes back. One-man gang tries to pin, but Savage gets his foot on the ropes. And Savage does the stick and move. One-man gang goes out. Savage hits the double axe handle. Slick bothers Liz. Savage goes after him. One-man gang gets the cane and tries to use it but gets caught and disqualified. Savage comes off the top rope onto Slick and One Man Gang. Mean Gene and Vanna then update the board when Van- then Vanna leaves. Euchre then comes in and they do that dumb Vance White joke that some guy named Vance White has been writing letters to Euchre. It's just stupid, and I hate it. WWF World Tag Team Championship Match Strike Force, Tito Santana, and Rip Martel versus Demolition, Axe, and Smash with Mr. Fuji. Smash starts hot, then back and forth. Martel comes in a house of fire and goes for the Boston Crab. Fuji throws the cane to Axe, who hits Martel, and Smash covers him for the win, and we have new tag team champions. Howard Finkel announces Robin Leach, who comes out with the belt. Should have worn a tuxedo, Robin. Howard then introduces Bob Euchre and Vanna White. Euchre gets it. He is having fun and doesn't take himself too seriously. Euchre is the all-time WrestleMania celebrity, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. He then announces the participants. WWF Heavyweight Championship Tournament Final. Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant versus Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth.
Color choice for the duo this time is white. Back and forth. Andre grabs Savage's legs at one point. A Hogan chant goes out and people start to look at the entrance. It's almost as if they're telegraphing it, but we're not there yet. DiBiase takes over, then a slow feeling out process. Andre keeps interfering. Savage with some quick moves. He says something to Liz and she leaves. DiBiase punishes as a Hogan chant breaks out and wouldn't you know who won the pony as they say. Hogan comes out with Liz. Andre grabs Savage. Hogan comes over. DiBiase still dominating but can't get a three count. Savage goes for the elbow but misses. DiBiase gets the sleeper on. Andre distracts the referee. Hogan hits DiBiase with the chair. Savage hits the elbow, gets the pin, and is the new champion. Hogan gives Savage the belt and keeps the heels away. Jesse complains that Hogan cheated. Liz is crying. Jesse threatens to come out of retirement. Liz parades around on the shoulder of the Macho Man holding the belt. Gorilla wishes us a good night as they sign off from Atlantic City. Now, if you look at this match, a couple of things did not occur to me until I watched it again yesterday in preparation for this recording. DiBiase has the sleeper on Savage. They are pointed away from Hogan. Savage did not know that Hogan hits DiBiase with the chair. Savage just thinks he gets out of it. He sees DiBiase down. He hits the elbow and gets the three count. Then Hogan rushes around and presents Savage with the belt. Both of these things add to the, you can look at it either way, dynamic of the two leading up to the next year's WrestleMania. It is done so well here. So, that's WrestleMania 4. And there are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 